This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion one verse at a time. Well, hello there. It's Jeremy Myers, and you are listening to the One Verse Podcast. The following episode is an excerpt taken from one of the lessons in my online course, The Gospel Dictionary. In case you aren't aware of it, I have an online discipleship group, and one of the main things I do in this discipleship group is teach online courses. I think there's about 10 courses available now for people in the discipleship group, and one of them, one of these courses, is The Gospel Dictionary. The Gospel Dictionary looks at 52 keywords of the gospel, When it's all said and done, there might be a few additional words as well, and contains, I don't know, so far, about 100 hours of teaching, and I'm only about halfway through. So um, uh, this, this podcast episode is an excerpt from one, just one of the lessons in that dictionary course. Now, if you want to take that course, you have to be part of the discipleship group, and you can do that by going to redeeminggod.com slash join. Learn uh, more there and uh, join up there. So I, I look forward to, to seeing you there inside the discipleship group and uh, taking this course. Uh, this course will eventually become a book, probably several books, uh, but that's several years away from the time of me recording this. I got to finish the course itself and then edit and process. And So anyway, uh, if, if you're anxious, though, to read everything and get access to everything, the only way to do that is inside the Discipleship Group, okay? They have PDF downloads, MP3 downloads, and you can uh, interact with me there as well about the content of these lessons. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really, really appreciate it, telling other people about it as well. That's how uh, word spreads about this. If you find the content of these podcasts helpful, Uh, and you're sharing it with others. Thank you so, so much. All right, with all of that in mind, let's get into the content of today's podcast study. The next passage we want to look at then, let's move on to something from Paul, is Colossians 1.15. I mentioned this text earlier. Paul writes, he, speaking of Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So Paul clearly understood what Jesus was talking about when he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, Paul clearly believed that the revelation of God is most fully seen in Jesus. He says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. In other words, Jesus perfectly reveals God to us. No one can see God, but we can see Jesus. So if we want to understand God, all we have to do is look at Jesus. Now, this idea of the image of God should point us back, remind the reader from what we read in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, where we read that God created humanity in his own image. But we know from Genesis 2 and Genesis 3 and 4, 5, and so on, that the image of God was marred in mankind, right? Adam and Eve chose to go their own way rather than follow the instructions of God. 
remember regarding the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Again, go listen to my Genesis podcasts to get a very in-depth, detailed study of all of this, the first four chapters of Genesis. But now in Jesus, because the image of God was marred in humanity, God sent another image of himself, the perfect image, which was Jesus Christ. Now, on a related side note, since humanity was originally made in the image of God, and now we see that Jesus is the image of God, this means that Jesus not only reveals what God is like, but it also reveals what humanity should be like. Okay? Jesus, I'm sorry, God wanted us to be his image, his representative, his ambassadors, his rulers on this earth. And we've, we failed and we continue to fail miserably at that. So Jesus comes along to show us, yes, he's revealing God to us, but Jesus is also revealing true humanity to us. What we are supposed to be, what we could be, what we will be, what we were supposed to be like. And that's an aspect of glory, which we will also be looking at, or which we looked at in the previous study on glorification. So Jesus shows us what it looks like for a human to live and function as the image of God on earth. So he not only reveals God to us, but he reveals us to us, humanity to us. It's interesting also, uh, Paul mentions here that, that God is invisible. The fact that God is invisible means that we could not have known what God was like unless God revealed it to us in a physical way. And that is exactly what God did through the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus truly reveals God to us in a way that we can see. Jesus makes the invisible God visible. We can see God, the invisible God, by seeing Jesus. And this is exactly the same truth Jesus mentioned over and over again in the Gospels, especially the Gospel of John, which we just looked at. Now, it's also helpful at this point to talk about the second commandment, right? In which God said to his people that they should not make any idols, no graven images, right? Uh, now, one reason for this, I believe, is because God himself had an image in mind, that he wanted to reveal to the world. It wasn't a statue carved of stone or gold or wood or anything like that. Uh, the image that God had in mind for himself was Jesus, and he didn't want anyone getting anything getting in the way of that until Jesus came. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, and he's not a man-made image. He's a God-made image. Now, what about this aspect about this, this uh, phrase here where Paul says that uh, Jesus is the firstborn over all creation? Um, this is not talking about chronology. That is, uh, Paul's not saying here that there was a time in which Jesus did not exist and then he was born, you know, the way we are born uh, as humans. We don't exist, then we're born, and now we exist. Uh, no, that's not what Jesus is talking about. Paul is saying that Jesus is just like God. Jesus is eternal. He is without beginning or end. Okay? Um, so, now yes, his incarnation had a beginning at the birth of Mary, when, when Mary gave birth to him at that stable. Uh, okay, but that's not, what, that's not what Paul is referring to either here. The reference to being firstborn is a Jewish terminology for preeminence. Uh, the firstborn of a family always received the inheritance of the father. Right? The firstborn is the heir. So that's what Paul is talking about here. Jesus is preeminent. He is the heir of God. 
All right. So, so, and as brothers of Jesus, as part of the family of God, we also are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That truth is talked about in other places of scripture as well. Again, look at the, the gospel dictionary entry on inheritance or inherit to, to learn a little bit more about that. So Colossians 1.15 is, uh, invites us to understand God and ourselves by looking at Jesus. Jesus is the core, the central revelation of God. Jesus is the primary place we should turn to when we, when we seek, seek to understand the nature and character of God. Uh, this, this is extremely encouraging and comforting. If, if, you, if you've ever been fearful of God, because you sinned or said something, oh, God's going to get me, okay? Stop looking at some of these violent portrayals of God in the Old Testament. Instead, look at Jesus. What does he do when he is confronted with the sinner? He loves him, forgives him. Yeah, maybe says, go and sin no more. And there's reasons for that as well, because sin bears its own punishment. Sin is, sin is destructive and painful, and Jesus doesn't want to see people get hurt. Okay? But if you've ever been fearful, you know, God's angry about me. He's going to strike me down. He's going to kill me. He's out to punish me. Look, just look at Jesus. Is Jesus fearful? I'm sorry, is Jesus angry? Are you afraid of Jesus? I hope not. Uh, if you've ever wondered if God loves you, if he cares about you, if he forgives you, look at Jesus. Does Jesus love you? Yes, he died for you. Does Jesus care about you? Yes. The image of God in Jesus is the thing, is what we must cling to as we seek to understand the thoughts, actions, and attitudes of God toward us. That's what we read here. That's what we learn here in Colossians 1.15. But Paul also writes about this similar idea in Colossians 2.9. He says there, For in him dwells all the fullness, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Again, very similar ideas to what we just saw in Colossians 1.15, what we see Jesus say at various places in the Gospel of John. Jesus reveals all the fullness of God to us. Now, okay, we need to be careful. What does that mean? Well, it, it cannot mean that every aspect and fact about God is revealed to us, right? Because God is infinite. God is beyond complete human understanding. The finite minds of humanity cannot fully grasp, understand, see God. Okay? However, Paul seems intent on stating, basically, I would say, put it this way, there's nothing essential about God that is not revealed in Jesus. All right, to put this another way, every critical and central attribute, characteristic of God was revealed in Jesus during his earthly ministry. That's what Paul is referring to here. Right? Now, so, so this text, Colossians 2.9, is teaching that if you do not see something in Jesus, in the Gospels, then it does not exist in God. Jesus is the fullness of God. As much as is possible for the human mind to understand and comprehend, that was revealed in Jesus. Again, the ramifications of this are staggering, especially when it comes to trying to understand the violent portrayals of God in the Hebrew Bible. And even that, that, that violent imagery of Jesus in the book of Revelation. 
Okay, because when Paul's writing about this, the book of Revelation hadn't even been written. Paul is referring to what we see in Jesus bodily during his life on earth, as we read about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Since Jesus was supremely nonviolent during his earthly ministry, that means that God also is supremely nonviolent throughout all of human history, in the past, the present, and the future. And if that's true, then we must develop new and different ways of understanding those violent portrayals of God in the Hebrew Scriptures, and even those violent portrayals of God in the book of Revelation. If Jesus fully revealed God to us during his earthly, bodily ministry, and if Jesus was nonviolent during his earthly, bodily ministry, this means that God has never been violent either and will never be violent. God has never commanded violence or committed violence, and he never will. When Jesus returns, he will not commit violence or command violence. There is no violence in Jesus, and so there is no violence in God, nor will there ever be. Colossians 2.9 says that Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead. That means he fully reveals God to us. All essential, central attributes, characteristics, actions of God are revealed in Jesus. Jesus didn't reveal just part of God or just the loving side of God. Jesus did not reveal the loving and gracious side of God while the Old Testament reveals the wrathful and vengeful, bloody side of God. No, Jesus reveals all the fullness of the Godhead. Okay, uh, it's, If it's not revealed in Jesus, then it does not exist in God. Again, you and I are faced with a choice when Paul writes this. If we think, well, the loving, merciful, forgiving, gracious side of God is revealed in Jesus, but there's a wrathful, vengeful, angry, bloody side of God. We got to watch out for that. Um, no, that is not what Paul says here in Colossians, and it's not what Jesus said in his life and ministry. So now you are faced with a choice. Is Paul lying to you? Did Jesus lie to you? Is there really a bloody, vengeful, angry side of God? And we just didn't see it in Jesus, but, oh, well, we see it there in the Old Testament. And when Jesus returns, we're going to see it then. If that's the case, then Jesus and Paul are lying to you. Then Jesus did not reveal the fullness of God. Then when you look at Jesus, you do not see all of God. I prefer to think that Jesus is telling the truth and Paul is telling the truth as well. That when we look at Jesus we see the Father also. Paul was right, and Jesus told the truth. Jesus is the full revelation of God. God acts and looks just like Jesus. God is full of love and grace, patience, forgiveness, and mercy. He never is violent in either a single act or word toward or against anyone. If you want to see what God is like, just look at Jesus. As Paul says, in him, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily form. That's the truth from Paul out of Galatians. So that's going to do it for today's podcast study. I hope you found this study helpful and beneficial in not only understanding a key word about the gospel, related to the gospel in Scripture, uh, but also help bringing you greater and deeper understanding of a particular Bible verse uh, from Scripture. And of course, it's not just about gaining knowledge of the Scripture, but also applying it to our lives so that we can live in light of the gospel with God and with others, and also bringing this light to the world. Just as a reminder, 
this podcast study was an excerpt from my Gospel Dictionary online course. This course looks at 52 keywords of the gospel and hundreds and hundreds of Bible passages about the, the gospel. And uh, it is available. The only way to take this course is by joining my online discipleship group. You can learn more and join by visiting redeeminggod.com join. You not only get access to this online course, the Gospel Dictionary, but all of my other courses as well. We're thousands of dollars. There's hundreds of hours of teaching, and I'm adding more all the time. So anyway, if you would like to learn in this format through audio, uh, you can join there. There's PDF downloads, book downloads, free eBooks, even get access to my private Facebook group. You can contact me by email and so many other benefits as well. Uh, just by joining up, I'm going to send you a free audio book on prayer. So anyway, to learn more and join me there, just go to redeeminggod.com slash join. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode today, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode as well. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye.